How's it going, everybody? This is the first episode of Brothers In, the podcast with my brother Matt, also known as Plubloopski here on YouTube. And the podcast is really just two brothers shooting the shit. And we just like to talk about all kinds of different ideas and weird thought processes we have. And we figured, hey, why not go ahead and record a couple of these conversations and maybe people will like it. So enjoy. Should, I don't want well, to start like, with a spoiler alert, but this movie's like a year old. But I'm saying it from a perspective of someone who hasn't seen it. I haven't seen the movie Uncut Gems. I, I don't know what happens in it. I don't know anything about what happens in the movie. But I was talking to Trey yesterday, and he said, I hate the ending of that movie. I hate it. And just the way people talk about the ending, my assumption is that Adam Sandler's character dies at the end, and people don't like it mm -hmm. because of that. Now, I could be wrong. But the thing is, it's like, either way, it, it can ruin a movie for me because I'll start watching a movie and people are like, whoa, there's a big... Like, even someone saying there's a twist kind of ruins yeah. the twist because now you already are like, your brain's going. If you're just watching a movie and you don't have any... Yeah. You don't give well, a shit. You know what's so stupid, too? I hate when, uh, like... I think I remember when, when like the plot twist becomes the famous movie quote. Like, what's the one that I see dead people want, right? What's that movie called? Oh, I, I didn't can't think about it. Six Sense. Six Sense. I've never seen Six Sense. And when I, like, and everybody, but I heard the quote before I even knew what the movie was. Everybody talks about the quote and the plot twist. By the time I figured out, like, what the movie was, just seeing parts of the movie, I'm like, oh, I would probably really like this movie. It's but, pretty good. Yeah, but it's it's like the end the biggest part of the movie ending or whatever is spoiled or off the off the rip. Well as soon as I came out of the womb, I knew the ending. Yeah, to that yeah, movie. yeah. That's true. That one's although I don't know that the quote ruins it because the twist isn't that he sees dead people necessarily. Because you know that he sees dead like you get the idea that he sees ghosts and shit from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But you just don't know that. It doesn't help that anytime anybody referenced that and I'd never seen the movie, I'd be like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Where's that from? And they would just start explaining, like, oh, it's the thing where you figure out the guy's dead. And oh, they start I see what you mean. Like, <laughs> like just the ref, yeah. like, people know the movie from the twist is what you mean, which is true. I don't hear anyone talk, bring up Sixth Sense unless they're talking about, the they're either twist. making a joke about Bruce Willis dying or something like that, or like the plot twist, but no one ever goes like, it, you know, unless you're watching some like analysis of it or something like no, like anytime in pop culture or like just social settings, if anyone mentions Sixth Sense, it's never like Sixth Sense, the one with the really cool effects <laughs> or like something like, you know, it's always like Sixth Sense, the one where the Bruce Willis dies and that's the twist. It's like, so it kind of is ruined because you'll never, I don't know how you could make it unless you like lived in a whole like it was like an uh, in you know, what's the movie with Brendan Fraser where he lives underground in a nuclear shelter? I have no idea. I'm I really bad at remembering movies. But anyway, if he if he were if if you were like literally living under a rock or something, because ha that'd be an interesting short film. Would be what if you did a short film where. A guy erases his memory of Sixth Sense, 
because he loved the twist so much. And then, but the thing is, he has to get to the video store. Well, I'm already dating myself now. But <laughs> you gotta get to the. Let's Hollywood say it's. Let's say this takes place in 2002 Fuck or him. something. Like you have to get to Hollywood Video. Yeah. And then he's got to get home and play it, and it's just like a 10 minute short film of him trying. Like, it's almost like it's like a tense action type thing, but but all he's trying to do is get home and watch Sixth Sense without someone spoiling it. <laughs> That would be. We should make a short film like that. I think it's a good idea. Like now we should I'm make like a it. a quick little, like what three minute video. Probably. Yeah, you could make a few minutes of it and make it just tense, like kind of boring. We can yeah. we can edit it so that it looks like Born Ultimatum or something. Some sort of thriller movie or something. I. Uh, yeah, I always think like there's all these famous movies I've never seen. Like, I've never seen The Shining. I watched The Exorcist, like, six months ago for the first time. I, (laughs) there's, like, all these. Well, I think about this all the time. Like, I've watched a lot of movies, but, yeah, there's, like, I've never seen The Godfather. Oh, I've, yeah, I've never seen it either. If you go to, like, 100 top movies, like, a lot of, there's a lot of movies. Like, I I watched uh, No Country for Old Men, like, a year ago, and I was, like, I was like, man, this was that was so good. And I'm like talking to people. Have yeah. you seen this movie? They're like, yeah, we all saw it like ten years ago. <laughs> didn't we, we saw do, it? In t- didn't we do like one time? I feel like we we were hanging out or whatever, and you we pulled up like the top 100 movies of all time, <laughs> and yeah, we you, hadn't yeah. seen like between all of us, we've maybe seen like three out of 100. You beat me to it because I just yeah. pulled it up. This well, is the American Film Institute. Citizen Kane. <laughs> Never seen, never seen it. it. Casablanca. Never, never seen, seen it. it. The Godfather. We did never see it. There's actually a checklist on here, so that's embarrassing. Oh, you that's can like funny. it like lets you check them off to be cute, and it's like I have a Gone with the Wind. Never seen it. I never seen it. Well, you know, some of these I maybe like you see parts of them, or when you're a kid or something. Lawrence of Arabia. I don't even know. What that I had is. to watch that at film school. Um, the Wizard of Oz, yeah. I've seen parts. The of Graduate, that, yeah. yeah. No. On the Waterfront, never saw it. Don't know what the hell that is. A lot of these movies I hear talked about, like I had to listen to yeah. them talk about well, in the... film school, and then there's some of a lot of them I watch because they make you watch them at film school. But yeah, I. Uh, it always makes me think, and I think we've had this conversation too about like about that list is like the weird the way people act about like the top 100 movies or things like that it, it is always like uh, what you've never seen that movie right yeah. is that kind of weird thing and it always makes I me wonder that. like but if nobody's seen these fucking movies how are the how like what is with the weird like uh it's almost like a a sort of mythology to it as if it's like some sort of classic story or Never or or like of... like it has like some sort of cultural importance in 2020. You, yeah, yeah. It's like you've never heard the tale of the Philadelphia story. <laughs> it's the same thing I just, with I like I just picked one off the list. It's, I think it's the same thing with like music if you if you say something like oh, I've never really listened to the Beatles, I don't really care for them. It'd be like, "What? You don't like the Beatles?" It's the fucking Beatles. You know, here's what like, it is, you know. Like, what? They're that, not that's relevant. a good point. Because I had a conversation about that recently about Beatles. Because the thing about the Beatles to me is I'm like, there's like, 
it's it's like there there's good hits like right like everyone knows certain Beatles such and like wow that's a good song like that's a great that's a classic song but I I feel the same way about the Beatles as I do about like ACDC it's like you know back in black comes on and you're like oh yeah that's dope but like I'm not I'm not like sitting around listening to an ACDC album I'm not sitting and I'm not and I and I'm not sitting around listening to a Beatles album. And that's not me saying that people don't do that. I'm not making any yeah. judgments about Beatles. I'm just saying, like, to me, there, it's maybe it's not my bag or whatever, but like, it just doesn't stand out enough where, like, it, and then people go, yeah, but the cultural significance of like the Beatles, it's like it was so revolutionary or something. I'm like, okay, but, or like, they were so big, they were bigger than Jesus and all that. And it's like, so is Justin Bieber. Like, I don't know if that's a judgment. And I'm not comparing Beatles to Justin Bieber other than... Or Jesus to Justin Bieber. Or, yeah, J- <laughs> Jesus Bieber. But I I can't... I, I, I think... It's like with... The thing with the movies, too. I'm looking at this list. Ma- the major... Like, the majority... Like, I can't find... I'm trying to look here. I can't find a single movie on here that is past 1999. Yeah. And most of them are before 1970s. So so there's a weird thing there where it's like, are you trying to tell me that all the greatest movies of all time all just happen to be made in a couple of decades? And we just can't, 30 years later, we just can't recap. We just can't make a better movie. It's like, and, and not only that, but there wasn't a lot of, if you compare it, the amount of movies that were being made in like 19... 60s versus now it's like it's got to be like a thousand percent increase or something because people can make any so it's like there is something like about the nostalgia that people must hold on to where it's like that movie broke that was the first movie to do this thing and then it's like and if you value that that's fine but if you're just judging this movie as an art form and this movie as an art form and you ignore when they came out or what the cultural significance is i feel like all I feel like a lot of these movies wouldn't be on the list. Yeah. Well, there's sort of, well the thing that always confuses me is the the like unwillingness to let go of uh, of the sort of modern um or not even really modern, but the sort of uh old artist or or movies or whatever. Like the like uh, the the unwillingness to let go of the the classics. Right? And uh, yeah. it's sort of that thing where, for me, it doesn't make any sense because, like, it, it could range from anything from movies to, to, like, whether it's, like, an Alfred Hitchcock film or whether it's The Beatles or whether it's, like, uh, or whether even it's, like, Van Gogh, right? All yeah. of those are great artists, but it, but but it really does not make sense to me how someone today in 2020 and we have cell phones we're all talking online everything in society has changed we're hyper social everything has changed completely and and something like like something like the beatles which came out in such a specific era in, in history uh it's so weird to me that there isn't anything else that's more culturally impactful or are relevant to people. Like, yeah, I can't even think of what would be that person that would replace not not necessarily as big as, but as far as like representing an era. I can't think of what that modern figure would be 
Well, maybe it's, I think it's one of those things where you almost don't know it till it's, till we're dead. Like sometimes you have to look back because there's, there, well, it's like there's so many things happening at once and 90% of those things are going to fail or not actually pan out or not be that great or not last. So like sometimes that maybe it takes 20 years to look back and go, what, what is, do people still talk about now? Like what's still relevant now? And you look back and go, Oh, there's only a couple of people or a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, so we're talking about the fifties and stuff, but, um, what well, even goes back to like, like Shakespeare? Like when was the last time somebody was like your everyday Joe who goes to the movie theater was moved by Shakespeare? They're, they don't think about it. They spend no time at all referencing it unless you're like a theater geek, right? So. That's true. Yeah. I, man, that's, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, but then people will cite Shakespeare as one of the best like poets ever. That's yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. Is what? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you were saying like he's. When's the last time you heard someone mention Shakespeare? No, no I just mean like, like, <laughs> like. I I mean, when was the last time somebody was like moved by Shakespeare or spent any like spent that part of their their. Uh, you know, like I'm thinking about like the 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 blue collar type of worker. You know, who just goes to work. They take care of their family. They have a little bit of time to go see a movie, or you know, or you know, maybe go to an art museum or whatever the hell they like to do, right? But when was the last time that someone like Shakespeare, who's who's be, who's like a household name even to this day, when was the last time they indulged in his art? You know, most of the time, the yeah. people who do that are theater geeks. It's That's, not like it okay. has a. It's not like he has the same broad cultural significance or relevance that he had when he. Yeah, had the time, right. I think there's. Yeah, I see what you what you're saying now. It's like it's like there's a, there's like definitely like a zeitgeist that gets captured because there's some things where at the time, you know, people say this all the time, right? Like, you watch something and they go, "Oh, that's so relevant," or "This is so." it's really hitting on these issues right now. And it's like, okay, so if that's what's great about that thing, mm -hmm. then hypothetically in 30 years, that thing, you'll watch it and go, I don't really get it. And then people are going to be like, well, at the time, it, you, you don't understand because at the time there was class warfare. And so this meant that and this meant that. And it's like, and I struggle all the time with going like, there's obviously an art and um, there's something you have to be kind of clever to touch on controversial things that are happening or or even non-controversial things but just things that are happening at the time and mm -hmm. kind of you know kind of capture that in into some kind of art but then you go there's some movies though that you can watch that are old and they're really good and they can still move you in some way because they're they're actually transcending the time period it's like it's just they're captured they're like diving mm -hmm. into something deeper and then so then i go like so sometimes when you look back on something and people are like, oh, like you just don't understand because you're young, but that that movie was very groundbreaking at the time. And it's like, I can respect something for being groundbreaking, but where's the, how is that? Does that mean that I, like, it's weird when it's like, well, what if I just don't enjoy it now? Like, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, like Beatles, groundbreaking, like biggest band like ever at the time in the 60s. And then like, 
I but I listen to Beatles. It's like okay, like you know, I can listen to a couple Beatles songs and they're okay. I'm I, but it's not my favorite band. And people act like that's some kind of like you know crime or something. Like you have to at least acknowledge that they're one of the greatest bands ever. And I'm like, do I? Like, why do I have to say they're one of the <laughs> yeah. greatest bands ever? Just because they did something significant at a time. It sounds like I'm shitting on the Beatles and I'm not, but yeah, that is weird. I've never met anybody who. At least, uh, like, people who aren't trying to be contrarian. I haven't met anybody who uh, is, who who says they don't like the Beatles without doing a lot of, uh, of of pre pre crowd work. <laughs> so a preamble. Yeah, <laughs> they always got to be like, well, as as much as I appreciate and respect what they did for music, and they yeah. go through this whole thing. And it's like, well, I guess because it's funny because that's how you would say anything controversial, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, when someone right? goes like, look, I'm not racist, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, I understand the cultural, you know, what's going on. And I understand the history of this and that. But all I'm saying, it's like because you're yeah. you're you're like, maybe there's a way I can navigate this where I don't get like killed at the end of it. <laughs> Over the Beatles. <laughs> well you would think you would th sometimes you say you don't like the beatles it's like you might as well like pop a clan hood on and i because i feel like you're gonna because <laughs> okay, yeah. something like that well also if you think about it like this it's like people when people like something that's the most they get offended by right like yeah it's that thing i think about this a lot like people um you know there's that thing of like a majority of murders, like when people murder someone, it's like a like in you know, it's a it's a it's like a family member. Yeah, I think I know. What and I always think too, it's like when you feel when people have the most vicious like anger towards someone, it's like a family member or like you know you hear about like horrible divorces and stuff. And I realize mm -hmm. it's like it's something about I guess you just you actually care about that person or you care about these people and then you hate them more because. And so I think it, that's why it's like, it's funny when like you could be like, people are going to care way more if you insult their mom than if you insult like, you know, the Beatles, the Beatles or something, or not even the, I'm trying to think of something outside of the person where it wouldn't affect them. But like, if I insulted a bunch of like orphans, <laughs> oh, okay. peep, peep, someone might go, Hey man, you shouldn't say that about orphans, man. But they're but if I say like your mom's like a fat whore or something, they're gonna get that's gonna like hit them really hard. So I think it's like if you really like Beatles, you're gonna get you're gonna probably that's why people get so passionate about that kind of shit. Like if you don't like a, a movie or a band something like that. And they're like and I, I actually think also people take it personally on a level of like I think people have a hard time disconnecting from this. Like, and I mean everyone, like including mm. me, but like if you like something that kind of says something about you. Like, this is a thing that I like and I value. So if someone else doesn't like it, I think you there's an insecurity that can happen where it's like, you kind of feel insecure. Yeah. Like, well, well, I like this thing. If that person doesn't like this thing, like they almost take it like as if you don't like me or you don't like some part of me. Yeah. But that's why I try not to put my identity too much in things like that, like music or TV shows and stuff. Because then I'm not really that insulted if someone doesn't like it. Yeah. Because I don't take it as a, an insult on my identity. 
that was I, I that was all like a bunch of bullshit. I went from one topic to the other and all that shit, but I'm just no, thinking out loud. Here. I know what you mean, because like well, I think we've had these conversations before. Uh and I think like I think in general I don't know what it is. This is the part I've been trying to trying to figure out because I, I know we've had plenty of conversations about like how what you're talking about about how people it seems that people in general, like whether it's me or somebody else or you or whatever, ha- have that trouble where where it's easy to attach your identity or your sense of self into something external. And it, yeah. sometimes it seems like the more outside of your like direct course of actions or, or more outside of, of your control it is, the more people get attached to it. Like, I, I, I think I always think, like, politics... Uh, is very like external like there's a there's a very fine line in politics where 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 not everything that happens in an office is going to affect your day-to-day life not everything that does is going to do it but there are people who act like every moment of their life is directly connected to what politicians are doing or what they're not doing yeah. Right. And and I think whether it's like whether it, it ranges from movies or pop culture and different stuff, I think it's easier for people to kind of get caught up in that rather than their own life and their own day to day, you know. But uh, and sort of start to have a sense of self about like, oh, what kind of person I am. I'm, you know, it's like I'm, I, I, I'm a, I'm a music fan. Like I'm really into this band. I'm this type of emo kid. I dye my hair purple and I get really into that, which is not that there's anything wrong with that. But you know what I'm talking about is like, yeah. you can get caught up in the same way where 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 someone thinks about like, oh well, what kind of person am I? And then you say, oh, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or I'm this or that, right? And that's interesting yeah. to me. It's like. That doesn't actually that that even if that's true, that's like that that that's like one little perspective of what makes you a complete person, right? Out of all your experiences, out of everything in your life, that has to be like one of the many, many, many things that would make you a person. But people act like it's the whole they get too caught up into it. Yeah. I mean I noticed this like it ramps up around any election season. So that's why it's like, like the politics, like people, and I mention it because I get caught up in my own form of this, which is people get really caught up in politics. And then I kind of get caught up in talking about people who get caught up in politics. Like Mm -hmm. you guys, you guys are too, you know, you're so political and I'm not. And it's like, but then I'm starting to get my identity as the guy who's, well, I'm not political or I don't care. And it's like, well, then I'm kind of doing the same thing. But I, I notice what happens, I think, is like with when it comes to media and stuff like that, it's it, there's a line, too, because being really into something or passionate about something that you like is mm-hmm. is, is, is good because you might be into something. Yeah, and there's like a weird line. There's like a, a line of when does it become you um, putting too, like putting your identity into it as opposed to just appreciating it as a as an external thing. And uh, I think the I think when you put too much when you the people get too caught up in that stuff they kind of become less 
creative in a way, or, or I don't know what the right word would be. They kind of lose personality because if if all you are is like the Bay, a Beyblades guy, yeah, that's all you do is talk to the new Beyblades, and you're going to every Beyblades tournament, and that's all you do. And yeah. I'm I'm that's very specific, but like let's say this let's say you're that guy who's at every it's not magic... referencing a, a specific person at all in your in your day to day life. <laughs> you Matt, like on my end, did you just see me like look over and there's just like a stack of like Beyblades? <laughs> no, but but like you know you know you know the people. It's like they're really obsessed with like you know whatever it is, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons or something. I'm specific. I'm picking this because I can think. Yeah, I can think of specific people. Um, and I think everyone's been this way, like nerdy type people. Like I'm, you know, like us probably have been this way about some things. But sometimes that's if that's all you are to a certain point. You kind of become uh, like there's you become so unoriginal, and that's kind of like yeah, like cliche to say or something like after school special. But it is it is a thing where I think you kind of start losing your own personality because now your personality is just like a copy and paste of Magic the Gathering guys. Yeah, and and then I think with politics it it can be the same thing except I think politics I've noticed can be even worse sometimes because. People get so caught because they because it's a moral thing. They get mm. you know any polit political view you have is should be based in some moral philosophy at some point. Like what do you think is the best yeah. option? So when people get so caught up in that, the problem is they get so thing like we need to do this and vote for yeah. that guy and it'll fix the world. And it makes me think all the time. I'm like, but you know, like for instance, people. You know, I was talking to Evan about this yesterday. People argue about all day about like black lives matter and guns and or or i mean like you know all the the uh i'm trying not to put my foot in my mouth here so i'm trying to be careful all, oh well no, basically oh, yeah yeah i know what, you what, mean. what should i say R racial differences i guess yeah there we go that's a good one racial differences and <laughs> stuff like that but I don't know. all of those people yeah. on either side of that argument if they just spent time putting like money into like their neighborhood. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think about that. Well, it, it, it always makes me think of like, uh, there, well, you know, like folk punk and stuff. There used to be this thing, uh, in punk communities and different things of like this sort of attitude about how, like, uh, about how like people should, I, I think I remember the big one was like, we don't need the city. Fuck the city doesn't do anything. Let's just fix the potholes ourselves in our own neighborhood type of thing. And I remember like, there was a weird, like you would hear that in punk music and stuff. Uh, and you would hear like the, that type of attitude a lot. I would hear a I lot. I kind of like that. But the thing was, is I never really saw all that much gr growth in people based on those ideas so i always thought that was interesting it's like uh, there's a i'm sure there's a lot of great people that you know donate to charities or volunteer or do different stuff but i think yeah uh, and the yeah i guess the crime of that is that you you those people are doing it because they actually are trying to help and and they're not they're not going to be loud about it so there could be people yeah. who donate and you know, and you never hear about it. So, you know, uh, but I, I just wonder, it's a sad thought that I have sometimes of like, what if someone's really politically active, 
they they vote. They always talk about the candidates. They try to raise awareness for their candidates and stuff. And then you think, let's say they do that for 30 years, and it's like they spend a lot of time, you know, th- like thousands of hours invested in watching politics and stuff like that. It's like, and pra- on a practical level, they haven't actually done anything. And I'm not saying that th- that isn't doing something, but I'm just saying like there's a, so little control over politically what's going on. And I, and, and I don't think that – and I think that there are people who are good at at figuring that stuff out. But I think the majority of people – talk about politics and complain about politics and it's like what if you what if you you know you could you could just try to make yourself like try to be a nicer person for instance right like like go you know what i'm going to try not to get so mad in traffic today or i'm going to try not to do this mm-hmm. and that would be immediately affecting the world like and actually or like making yeah. yourself better and this is all coming from a place of like i'm not trying to say like like I'm not trying to grandstand because it comes from a place of where I definitely will get into these things where I'm really obsessed with like, man, everyone's arguing about this and they're so stupid. And and why are people talking about politics? And then I'm like, okay, but what am I actually doing? Like, you know, like I'll complain about political stuff and it's like, well, how can I, you know, cause I really think, um, and, um, I think that that whole, like why that like clean your room philosophy is powerful is because and people go like you know kind of talk down about it sometimes and it's kind of become a meme and stuff but like the reason why i think it's powerful is because there is a ripple effect like if you make your life better and you become a better person i feel like that just in and of itself helping yourself and then maybe branching out and helping your family and then maybe branching out and helping your community it's like that is the way that's like you could do way more to help people and change lives and and change the world than you could just talking about politics online. Yeah. I think a lot of this, I think in general, I think a lot of like the, I think people, I think people know that, uh, that obvious that the better they are, the better they can be there for those around them. Like, I think that's kind of something we all kind of know. Right. Yeah. Um I think a lot of it a lot of the like anger from all kinds of people I've known like everybody's always fucking angry about something whether it's politics <laughs> or not. But it's everyone's like everyone's so angry, man. <laughs> but it doesn't it like it really to me I don't give a shit what they're angry about cuz to yeah. me all I see is these people and I'm trying not to sound pretentious or or whatever but Well, I already I already Yeah. Um, broke the cap on the pretentious talk so i feel like when we and you have conversations we have to keep saying that we're not trying to be pretentious we're um, like yeah well we we have all these philosophical thoughts but we're like insecure so we have to like <laughs> be like yeah. i don't know what i'm talking about and uh, I'm, I'm a hypocrite a, i'm a fucking idiot yeah i'm an idiot which is true <laughs> but uh, yeah but anyways i guess what i'm trying to say is like uh, what I see in people is I see these people that just I, I I think what it is is it's so easy to be convinced that other people think a certain way, right? And I think yeah. if you think like and and like we talked about like politics specifically, it comes from a place of morality mostly. There's a sort of moral justification to be invested in thinking about what other people are thinking. But when you go on social media or when you watch whatever news program you watch, 
you get naturally you're getting a certain perspective of what other people are thinking that is not accurate or not it's like uh it's easier to generalize and reinforce that generalization to the point of it warping how you view the world and how you view society and how other people are thinking and i can imagine you're like okay i need to better myself but there's all these assholes out there you know, there's all these fucking assholes doing all this fucked up yeah. shit. What do I do about them? I can't, like, you know, like, no matter how good of a person I am, all these assholes are still, still going to be out there. And I think uh, I think that's the perspective I imagine other people sort of being in. And it's like, I, ha- I kind of have to remind myself, because I slip into that, too. Yeah, I can Where see it's that. like, it's so easy to just start thinking, like, that everybody is that everybody thinks a certain way or everybody has like completely similar experiences. And I think it's healthy to remind yourself uh, whether it's through exploring new ideas or new or making new friends or talking to people you don't talk to or going places you've never been. It's, I think it's better to, I think it's healthy to sort of remind yourself like, Oh, the problems in my day to day usually don't line up with all the shit I'm seeing on 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 fucking Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point because, and that can be like a sort of cynicism of like everyone's so shitty. Yeah. Um, and it's hard not to think that way with social media. Like, I was, it's like, man, you really can get a perception of, I always have an example of like, I I don't really use Facebook as much now, like, but when I would use it a lot, um, one of the reasons I would find myself like why I think I would get kind of depressed using it was like, I had this one friend and he was really like right wing, like, yeah, not just right wing Republican guy, but like really like, like pretty atrocious (laughs) posts about stuff. Like I think like to where I I don't care who you are, you should type of person. Yeah. yeah, Like you should be kind of offended, (laughs) not even offended in like a PC kind of way, but offended in like a man. I like, I can't believe someone would post that. Like, like who would think that kind of thing? Yeah. But the guy in real life was one of the like nicest guys I know, like really nice, like helped me out a lot of times in life. And in real life, he might bring he everyone. I like maybe only ever heard him actually talk about politics. If someone else brought it up and he might talk cause he was a talker about it, but like never, you know, just a really like great person. Yeah. And, and I realized like if you, especially now with like Corona and shit, there's a lot of you're not having a lot of those real life social opportunities. You're just seeing those versions of people. And that's an example, an extreme example. But like mm-hmm. it's so like most of the time I notice that people go into politics. They go into like uh, a lot on like Facebook and, and all and, and all that stuff, Twitter and everything. And um, it makes me realize like, man, you can start seeing the world as being so shitty if you're viewing it. If you only because like you're only seeing people through like kind of these worst extremes that they're drawn to online yeah I was, and that's cynical i mean that can be cynical but um yeah it always makes me wonder about like like about where that type of stuff comes from because i always think of like uh i always think of and and what i mean is i mean like our like where like what what part of our 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 
mind or our ability to socialize is failing, you know, that's being taken advantage of by social media or by that type of misplaced anger, I always wonder, like, I always think about how, like, our, it really doesn't seem like our brains <laughs> have evolved or are, like, capable of keeping up <laughs> with how hyper-social and how oversaturated our interactions have become. Yeah. No, for, well, I think about that a lot. It's like, we we only started... We only started, uh, like, living in cities and shit. Like, I mean, like, if you wanted to be generous, generous, maybe, like, a couple thousand years or something like that. Like, if you talk about, like, large amounts of people. And I guess it depends on the civilization and shit. But, like, even if you just took, like, America, for instance, like, you, you, go, you could go back just a, 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 few, a couple hundred years and we're living in a I hope I'm getting all that right because otherwise I'm gonna be really embarrassed. <laughs> but um I know well, I know this. I know that like a couple even just a couple hundred years ago, they say that like people would live and die within like they would they would die within fifty miles of where they were born, like a large percentage of people. Like most people wouldn't actually travel that far. Um and the way I think about it is like we are meant to be tribal. And that's actually really helpful for like protecting your family and, and things like that. Like that's a part of our biology that makes sense that evolved. But we went from like, we went rapidly into a large amount of people. And then within like 20 years, we went from like the internet being a, a thing and you interact with people in real life, but you kind of understand that there's people and then there's your people, like your family and stuff. And then you go to like, we just went to online and now we have access to the whole world and you're seeing the whole world and it's like i yeah i don't think our we've had time to catch up to that it's like we we you know we we it takes a long time to like evolve you know and it's like and then it's just like so quickly we got we went from having like tribes to you know millions of people we're interacting with online and then there's People do crazy shit based off of fucking Facebook articles. So, like... Yeah. Like, uh... Yeah. I don't know, um... Like, real shit that affects, like, the real world and and, and, and other people. Yeah. So it's yeah like, well, uh, I... It, it's go ahead. kind of beyond that point, I think, like... It, but it's so weird. I always wonder about how, like, kids who are growing up with this shit, how they're going to adapt to it. Cause I wonder if like, like part of me wants to hope like, Oh, they're kind of, they're probably better at managing it and sort of understanding like, Oh, like my life at school is different than this shit. And there's a big disconnect there. And I need to, you know, you know, they're probably better at managing it. But part of me also like you read the statistics and you look at the shit and the books that come out and then you're like, I think these kids are kind of f- fucked, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, they are with the, yeah, the statistics are really bad. Like, teenage girls are like, yeah, all of a sudden killing themselves like crazy. Um, and I mean, I don't like teenage girls that much, but I <laughs> still have something I worry about. Um, 
you know, I think it's interesting though. You're saying like the social media thing, like you're like, what are the elements? It's like, okay, so tribalism is part of it, but then you go like, is there another part of it? Cause why do you feel tribal online? You know what I mean? Like there's a part, like why do people get more extreme? And I wonder if there's like a game element in our heads where because we're, it's on like, because it's online and we're not directly interfacing with it. We look at it like some kind of game. Because people can get violent and competitive about like monopoly, and it's monopoly. It's like fake houses and shit. So it makes me wonder: is it that same element, like that game kind of element that like uh, some? And I don't know where that would be biologically or how that would work, but I, I wonder if that has a play, like online, like when, when we we because it's like you're not interfacing with actual people, so it's got to be something different than well. I think the problem is, is like, I think what you're talking about is, uh, and this is kind of my, I, I should probably clarify first and foremost, I don't know jack shit. I don't have a degree in anything, but I do, <laughs> but I listen to a lot of sh- like toxic shit. So what I think uh, like, from my understanding, what you're talking about kind of reminds me of the whole idea of like game theory and how little kids play games with each other to sort of establish uh, uh, and evolve their social abilities. It's like basically. the PSJ stuff. Like their right? social competence. Uh, yeah, like basically like, and, and it makes me think like, well, p- the biggest part of that is like, the 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 biggest part of it is they had the, the finding sort of conflict uh, resolution and being able to play a game with everybody so everybody still wants to play is sort of, a, is the kid who's really competent socially is what you would think about right and i always think about how like social media takes the same reward systems that that type of mechanic we would have uh it it sort of hijacks those reward systems because i imagine like when people like when 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 you're really nice to people or when people like hanging out with you or you're really good in that like competent in that way of of empathizing with other people People reward you with that by wanting to hang out with you, by inviting you to things, and there's, you know, obviously there's, there's sort of a chemical connection with that uh, of getting some dopamine because attention feels good, right? Yeah. And I and the thing about social media is that it, I think it, it really does hijack those same things because your brain can't tell the difference between a like on Facebook or a like on Instagram and someone complimenting you in real life. Like, whether you can tell the difference or not doesn't matter because it's the same uh, mechanics, right? It's the same uh, chemical reaction that you would get. Or at least it seems to me that's that seems to be the case. So I always think about it in that sense, uh, the idea of people seeing it like a game, it's the same way you would interact in any other social situation, but magnified by how many people are on the platform. Right? Yeah, I see that. I could see that. So then I would imagine that, you know, like I imagine your brain, it's probably way easier because if what gets traction on uh, Facebook is like hateful things or because that's the shit people comment on, right? That's the most interaction. So it cycles around faster. Then I think, I think it kind of, I think at some point being more aggressive or like violent or or sort of like I I think that kind of acts on some some different primal things and then I think if that if you say like 
like if you if you say like fuck you you commie bastard or fuck you you bigot on Facebook and that gets a shit ton of <laughs> likes from all the people that agree with you on Facebook that that will give you the same chemical reaction as if you said something good or told off an asshole in public right like that would be the same True, yeah. like it would be the same sort of social pat on the back yeah without the risks without the actual physical risk of doing that yeah it's like yeah or at least that's kind of like that's sort of it's that's that's an interesting way of saying it's like you are you that that's i could see that and i think that there would be an interesting part of that which is that you can get social point almost anytime you're getting any kind of social points with anything requires some kind of bravery in some sense like if you're, you decided you were going to try to crack a joke in front of a bunch of people. And that's a great dopamine hit, man, yeah. when you get, get a good joke off and everyone laughs. But that's fucking ballsy as hell because we've all been, we, we've all made a joke that didn't land and it's, you know, then you just feel shame. But there's a thing online or same thing if you like make some good point or whatever. And people are like, wow, that's a good point or something. It's like all of that. Or if you, like you said, if you tell someone off in real life, like you fucking, no one does that. No one really does that. Like, mm -hmm. and so the, the difference, like the disparity between the people who actually say shit online and actually probably talk to people in real life is so low. And it's probably because you can get the same social points by saying, fuck, you know, fuck you Republican racist assholes. And then, um, get, you know, and you get all these likes and then in real life, you wouldn't just walk up to, you wouldn't walk up to, you know, you wouldn't be talking to like your, your Republican uncle and be like, fuck you and fuck, you know, Yeah. although that does bleed. I guess I shouldn't dismiss the fact that some of that stuff does bleed over. I mean, people well, do say terrible things to their family members and stuff. I just mean, I think, I think they're less it. likely to do it to strangers. I feel like part of me always wonders because I'm pretty young and I always wonder like, if things are all if things have always been this kind of way or this is sort of the like the consequences of what's happening in my lifetime and that's one i think about is like uh like that sort of bleed over is like now people my age are being they, they spend all their time on social media and they develop their social skills through s social media to a certain extent right like at a certain yeah. point, some of your 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 competency or your sort of developing of of how you interact with other people is done online now, uh, and I think like then you get to the point of having the sort of like the people that start yelling hateful things to to f actual family members and people in real life because that's how they interact online, and I think some people have trouble really trying to grasp the difference but. yeah yeah for sure um i also think like the attacks and stuff like i feel like people and maybe you're right maybe it's always been like this and it probably has to some degree but it's like the hostility it's like people there used to be more civility i feel like between Democrats and Republicans and stuff like that, like liberal conservative. I feel like even if you disagreed yeah. or had arguments, it was like people just kind of got along and did stuff. And you might crack jokes about the other side or whatever. That that was that would be my intuition of like how things were more because it does feel like even in um 
it's hard to say, you know, because it's really hard to tell. Like I, I'm younger, I'm older than you, but you're still young enough that it's like this kind of shit's been going on for like the last five to five years, ten years, and so before that, it's hard because you're a kid. So then it's like, mm-hmm. how do I know if I'm just perceiving things differently because I'm younger, or how this is how the world is? But yeah. part of what I think the problem is 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 we've we've gotten really good at like. And I think maybe the internet's helped do this of like pigeonholing people to like some severe, some severity. Cause most of the time I talk to like a liberal person, for instance, they usually actually agree with me on a lot of things that I don't like with like extreme left wing people. Like a lot of times they'll be like, oh yeah, the, you know, the PC police go a little too far and that kind of thing. And it's the same thing. If you talk to like a Republican person, generally they're not like, MAGA hat wearing like Trump is fucking awesome and he's never done anything wrong like there's some people like that but like generally in the media you sometimes you think oh you're liberal you must believe that you can't wear Halloween costumes and that Thanksgiving's evil and this this and that and there are people who believe that stuff but I think a lot of people who would identify as liberal would not identify with those things just like someone who would consider themselves a conservative probably wouldn't identify with a lot of like alt-right kind of stuff you know yeah and so that's a problem because if you can get those extreme views then you can already kind of dismiss people because you can relate put them all into a box and the other concerning part of that to me is like the whole punch a nazi thing and that's was more on the liberal side but i think i see elements of this on both sides which is you can just decide whoever you want is a nazi then you know they call people they call when they call like ben shapiro a nazi and he's a jew it's like that's so bizarre that you go if you can punch a jewish guy because you say he's a nazi then you can just justify anyone as evil and then i think that's how they get away with like these violent kind of aggressive things like the civility's gone and i think you go well why can't you be cordial or why can't you be civil we just have different disagreements about politics it's because they might be like well, would you have been civil to Hitler? You know what I mean? It's like, mm. so if you can make the comparison that whoever, whatever political or social group you don't like is evil, then they can justify not being civil. Yeah. It, it always makes me think about like what it takes to get to that point of being able to like, of, of everything being so hyperinflated for your, from your perspective that it really is to a point of like of like having to take up arms or fight people over over what you believe like ha, ha, like i always wonder how you how people get how they get to that level of like and i don't know if i would call it extremism but i just mean like it's not that hard for anybody to think well if I was in a situation where something I knew was horrifically wrong, right? Like this is, to me, this is like, uh, whether it's objective or not, doesn't really matter. But, but like, from my perspective, so somebody you see doing something in public and they're doing something terribly morally wrong that's terrible for everybody, and you could condemn that person as being amoral. My question is, is anybody can imagine themselves in that situation but how do you get to the point of like of hyperinflating that to to 
to like to certain things that don't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm making sense myself. Yeah. No, you make sense. It's just a difficult question to answer because it's like you could kind of answer it on paper. You could be like, well, you give in to ideology, and you know. You you only you put yourself in a bubble and you look at things online. It's like that's all the stuff you could say. But it also it's on a personal like on a real psychological level. That's where it's a little bit like mysterious. Like you almost wish you could. You know, it'd be interesting to see. Like maybe find someone. I don't know how you would do this, but because it'd be like an experiment, but you couldn't force it. Would be like if there was ever anyone who like was like a pretty centrist person and they started a blog or something and they blogged every day. It'd be interesting if someone did that. And then they became one of these like extremely like extremists on either side. That'd be like the best way to really view psychologically where they're coming from is because then you could like go, Oh, I can kind of see where one thing led to another or like where you pushed a little further and you pushed a little further and then you can, see where the difference comes it'd be kind of interesting to see someone who is has that viewpoint how they got there definitely i wish i i wish i knew where it came from because i wish i could understand it a little better because maybe then i could combat it in myself but uh Mm -hmm. but like i've noticed uh you're like here in the midwest there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of republicans that are just like you i would i would think uh, i would think as like the as right wing people get more and more crazy and like die hard trump people and you know, like those type of people you would think that they would jump ship at some point right at least that's what i kind yeah. of imagine like at some point they would want to be and this kind of applies to both sides honestly but you would think like with the extreme of their belief system you would think at some point they would want to be like but okay, we're nothing like these people. Like we, I, I want to completely associate myself separately, like disassociate myself from them. Yeah. But it's like there's so many people I see who double down and become those people instead. Oh yeah. And it's like it seems like as I don't know if it's just that as everything's getting crazy politically that people that it's just easier for people to pick sides now, or what. But it's like it, it's like everybody is abandoning centrism. <laughs> And just picking a team at this point. Well, yeah, that's true. That does seem to happen. Um, I try to find a little like a little light in in the in the like statistics and stuff. Like, yeah, there's you know like Douglas Murray uh, talks about it a lot, but he calls them the silent majority, which is that there's actually more people who are like either center or left or right of center. Uh, than there are in the extremes, mm-hmm. but we they're kind of silent. You know, you don't really hear them. And um, and I th- the, and I, I the reason I have to take a little bit of comfort in that is because I definitely like in just in real life, it really does feel like nine out of ten people I meet are just pretty strong one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Not extremists, but they're not as close to center. Um, yeah. You know, but I, you know, one thing I think it's interesting about that is, is the, I think a lot about the Trump stuff, um, like, cause we're in the Midwest and it's like, and I live in a small town and in this small town, 
and maybe it's uh you know generalizing but if you just took a stroll down down main street in this town or went to the walmart mm-hmm. you would assume that it was a majority uh probably trump supporters or or at least conservative people who are voting for trump and uh but i would say it's like uh 4 to 1 uh like biden signs were in the yards like it was like biden signs everywhere and i it kind of surprised me it's like like all of literally all of my neighbors across from me left and right of me all were biden biden harris signs and that kind of surprised me but then i started going well that doesn't i'm like it's not computing and then we kind of realized around town there were like two different places that put up uh that had trump signs that put up actually three total three different places that put up wooden signs that were like hard in the ground that said uh said um you, you know you can take my sign but you can't take my vote or something and we realized that there was a lot of Biden people, or maybe not Biden people, but whatever anti-Trump people who were like ripping signs out of yards. That's and then we're like, maybe, maybe that's partly why. But the other thing I realized is this: this is the truth of it, because that maybe is a bad indication towards anti-Trump people. But here's a thing, though: is I think that the Trump people, yeah, I actually think well, there is in an reality it was probably like one teenager. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's probably one guy. <laughs> it was yeah. just one kid or something. <laughs> yeah, so it might have even been some meth head. He didn't even know what he's pulling out of the ground. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the the other thing about it though that's interesting is I start going. Me, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like even if you were a Trump supporter and you're like, I I, I like what Trump says. I believe in him. Socially, it might make sense that you like. Because he gets so much shit, especially on like on, and most people are online, and most people like media wise. Let's just say you just watch shows, TV shows, media, comedians. Trump gets shit on so much that I imagine there's probably a level of embarrassment. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't be embarrassed, but I'm saying that I imagine there is a level of embarrassment, and I think that's one of those things. Like in in 2016, for instance, where people were surprised. I think there's a lot of people who are, who maybe they weren't super vocal about how they were voting for Trump, but they, they were, and they come out to vote, but they, you know, you just might not know it. And I think that part of that might be, I think about this all the time. Like you can't really, you have to change someone's mind to change someone's mind. You can't just yell at them and tell them they're dumb. And then they're going to think differently. If they like what Trump's saying, you have to convince them that what Trump's saying is wrong. You can't just say, well, Trump's wrong and he's stupid and you're, you know, whatever. It's like that person, even if they're ashamed, even if they don't even want to mention that they're a Trump supporter, they're not going to why would they why are their views gonna change necessarily? Mm. You know, and I realize I'm like, oh, that's probably a lot of what's happening here is you have a lot of people who like, look, they like what he says and they like what they're doing and they're not actually getting any real reasonable discussion about it. They're getting people who are telling them they're bigots. But just calling someone a bigot's not going to change their mind on the way they look at things. So then I'm like, ah, that's probably why you end up going that, you know, they're always surprised at the at the polls when like a bunch of people, you know, like in 2016 mm-hmm. when a bunch of people came out and voted for Trump. It's like, oh, because they probably don't want to mention it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think there was like uh, this year there was a bunch of stuff with polls where uh, I don't remember what organization, but there's like a bunch of studies about like how people answer polls, 
and there was something where it was like a lot of Republicans don't want to tell pollsters or people in the polls what they're what they voted for. For I don't know, like whatever reason that may be, but I just thought it was interesting. But um, I don't know. I think uh, the problem I have is like I think people forget that 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 uh. That it's not a two-party system for the benefit of of uh, of fighting over the country, All right? It's a two-party system, so the perspective of different kinds of people can be spoken out in one or the other party, right? And, yeah. and, and I mean, that's kind of up to you what you think your party is supposed to represent or who voice it's supposed to speak for. But 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 I think there's a real problem with me when whether it's Republicans that just want Democrats completely gone or whether it's Democrats that just want Republicans completely gone. And I hear of all of them. That seems to be all that they're talking about ever. It's uh, it, I think it's a big problem because I don't think people understand that that like that. Let's say, imagine a world where all the Republicans are gone and it's just Democrats. There are a lot of people in in everyday life that 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 think, you know, that have a different worldview and different life experiences than you, and there's certain things they value about, uh, you know, about their day to day life that that have nothing to do with you. Right, that have nothing to do with you, and if they feel like their voice isn't spoken for, those people are going to become a problem. Like those, they, whether it's through violence or whether it's through this or that, and I think it works the other way too. You know, if there wasn't any Democrats, there's going to be a lot of dispossessed people that don't have anybody to defend them, and uh, and I think it's important that that's why I think like. Uh, I think like the whole duopoly thing is kind of a bad thing and kind of and kind of not. But the, I mean, there was that whole thing that uh, that there was that whole like Unity Twenty Twenty thing where they wanted to have like a new system where uh, where the Republican candidate and the Democratic candidate uh, were in the they flipped a coin to see who was president and who was vice president. Yeah, and then at the end of the term they switched, and it's yeah. kind of like why to me that makes more sense because we need both perspectives because this yeah. represent if he if each party represents fifty percent of our country, you know, and obviously there's the people that sway in the middle, but those like I I it's so weird to me that that's not already a thing because. I think people need to value I, other people's well, that's, perspectives, too. It, that is one of those things where I get frustrated of, like, how come people don't look... Like, there's so much deeper... It seems to me kind of shallow to have yeah. this idea of, well, yeah, I'm liberal, and I believe in these liberal things, and that's just how it should be. And 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 if I could snap my fingers and everyone was believed what I believed, then the world would be perfect. And yeah. then the for anyone to believe that about anything is just to me it's like you've never been to you know psych 101 you know it's like you you'd never you know like how do you uh, yeah it's 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 absurd and the thing about the the psychology of it is that like you actually need both 
conservative people and liberal people to, to have first society to function properly. Like they're both important aspects. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I completely agree. It's like, it's, it is really weird that that's ignored by most, both sides. Like, well, this is just how things yeah. should be. It's like, it's very, very, uh, what do you say? Like arrogant to like, believe that. Yeah. I think it's also, I think, I think I, I think I could call, easily call it arrogance, but I think to appeal to to someone uh, and most people that do that sort of think of it this way, I think to put it in a uh, maybe a nicer or simpler way that kind of is more logical. That for me, it seems more like like I think it's not that hard for you to admit that there that that there are people out there who have experiences that you've never even had to think about, right? There are people mm -hmm. out there that had to deal with things in their life. And whether or not you think that your, your set of values, whether they be political or not, whether or not you think those values are speaking out for those people's benefit, there is a certain, that you have to recognize that you yourself don't know what those values should be then at some level. And your intuition and your experiences can lend you and your education to lend you to think about uh, about what would be the best case scenario for people. But that's a discussion. That's not a fight over uh, over territory or over or over decision making or over this or that. That's an agreement you have to come of, uh, come to with the people you speak on behalf of. Right. Mm. And that's kind of yeah. the thing that I don't understand. It's like there's a misconception about what a political stance is, I think, in general. It's not it has nothing to do with this sort of tribal uh, uh, tribal or uh, and very. Um, it's it, it's like there is no such thing as winning in politics because that's not what that's not even the point of it. Where we're all just trying to function as a society, and that also means functioning with the people you disagree with. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a frustrating time, and I think coming off of the election, it's like yeah. it's hard not to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh hopefully we got all of our complaints out and uh, <laughs> in yeah. in the first in the in the first slash test episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we really have an outro for this thing, do we? No, but I have an idea for one and I don't think it would work <laughs> okay. maybe for the maybe for future reference, but uh yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll just you'll just have to like have music fade in or something while we're talking. Right. I want to say this though to end it on. Okay. The Vern Troyer picture that I have. Um, the you know how like when you download an image from Google Images, it's usually from a website. Mm -hmm. So you click on the image and it'll tell you the name of the article or whatever. And I just it just I've been staring at this for the last like thirty minutes. It just says my life with two foot eight inch sex obsessed mini me Vern Troyer. <laughs> And the poor bastard's dead, and I don't know if it's his wife or what, or his ex-girlfriend or something. It just did a whole expose. But just two-foot, eight-inch, sex-obsessed Vern Mini-Me. The fact that they had to call him Mini-Me there, it's like, he's probably rolling in his, his tiny grave. <laughs> okay.